Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening Hello. to Cop On. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cop On Podcast. This is Cop On Podcast after Liverpool. Drew 1-1. Yesterday, as we were recording this, last night, as we were recording this from Spain, um, and it was a 1-1 Anfield draw. The XG was more or less 1-1. You could say it was... It was a fair result, um, you know, in many ways and other ways it wasn't. But, you know, we have to talk about our emotions, first of all. And, you know, talking about our, our emotions is not something that many people do every day. Consequently, even at times when our emotional cup is brimful or even overflowing, we can find it hard to express exactly how we are feeling because we just don't have the words. Therefore, I have collected some explosive moments from Britain's favourite soap operas that may help our guests Ryan and Brian communicate their thoughts. So um, I'm going to start with you, Ryan, but if you could please choose which of the following scenarios best sums up your emotional weather at the moment. Uh, scenario one, do you feel like Madge Bishop from Australian soap neighbours at the moment where when she's standing on some rocks next to some crashing waves, crying out in her 20 silk cut cigarettes per day, hoarse voice, Harold, Harold, for her husband who has been swept out to sea. Uh, are you more like scenario two? When do you feel, I mean, do you feel as disappointed as Dot Cotton, whose delight at seeing her criminal drug addict son, Nick Cotton, reinvent himself as a clean cut, born again Christian, only to realise that it's all a ruse and he's trying to poison her dinner in order to get his greasy mitts on her 10k bingo winnings? Or scenario three, do you feel more like Jack and or Vera Duckworth from Coronation Street, who accidentally ate some hash cakes at a party thinking they were chocolate cakes. I missed this episode, but according to a street spokeswoman via the BBC article I read, uh, apparently Jack could see cabbages moving and Vera was balancing a banana on her head while singing Carmen Miranda songs. Ryan, do any or all of those uh, sum up how you're feeling at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I think straight from the jump street, I was like, yes, Madge, I feel you. Just just watching that title, Hopes Drifting Out to Sea. It was it was quite it was a difficult moment yesterday. Uh, I did not did not have a nice time. But hopefully we, we can use this podcast as something of a therapy session and make ourselves and hopefully everyone listening feel a little bit better by the end of it. I mean, having slept on it, though, Ryan, do do you feel a bit, you know, like a bit better? Because at the end of the day, I mean, it's only instead of needing City to draw one of their remaining matches, we, we, we now just need them to to lose a match. And it's entirely possible we'll get into the, who City are playing in a bit. But uh, you feel better today? No, no, I don't. Um, I felt yesterday and, and still do today that uh, we need City to drop points in two games because even if they do lose a game you're down to goal difference and and that I mean sure you can win the league on goal difference but and we are still slightly ahead of them on goal difference but I think City are capable possibly more than we are at the minute of just going and putting seven past the team um, could be wrong about that but I wouldn't fancy us to win it on goal difference. So I think we need City to drop points in two of the remaining four games. I think it might be possible though, Ryan. I mean, Alan's in the chat. Hello, Alan. He says, never give up. Y-N-W-A. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll come to why I haven't given up in a bit, but right now I'm just feeling a bit sorry for myself. Well, that's entirely natural as well. And uh, that's the thing. You're, You're welcome to, everyone's welcome to their opinions and how they're feeling is entirely justifiable. We get all emotions are justified here in this therapy session. Absolutely. So uh, there you go. And Alan asked to say hello to his daughter, Sarah. So hello, Sarah. I hope you're doing well. I've seen some of Sarah's artwork because Alan shares it in the in the uh, in, in our WhatsApp group. And uh, he's absolutely brilliant. So keep going with the art, Sarah. And hello. Um, Brian, you're here as well. Um, Klopp said 
uh, and I quote Jürgen, our fabulous leader, he said, first and foremost, we should stop behaving like it's a funeral. In my life, much worse things have happened. The only chance we have is if something goes our way. Imagine that City lost. I can't see it, but Im imagine if they did and we lost the title because we didn't believe anymore. That would be crazy. That's what Jürgen said, Brian. And as usual, he's absolutely right, isn't he? How are you feeling? I'm feeling just fine. It's no problem. It's all good. Um, You're Jack I, and Vera with the space cakes. Completely, completely. I am literally off my tits right now. And it's a good place <laughs> to be. And uh, no, I'm, I'm drinking it all up. I'm, it's just what a, what a journey. What an adventure. Like if we had lost that game, then yes, it's over. League. For the league, anyway, for the league, it's too much. But um, and look, Conte Spurs, difficult team, very difficult team, very very well organized. Our boys have been going at it, hammer and tong forever, playing two games a week. You know this amazing run, this amazing record, where no team has ever got to this stage and still being in contention for all of these uh, prizes. I don't know if, if it's a European um, uh, record as well, but certainly it's a, it's a UK one or the English game one anyway. Celtic. And um, have they? There you go. Brilliant. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, at least not Rangers. Um, uh, and, um, you know, I don't think anything's changed. I mean, we, we need City to, we need City to drop points. I mean, they were going to drop. Now that we now they can't just drop it. They can't just draw a game. Um, I mean, as Ryan was saying, yeah, goal difference. Don't want to go against, but you know, we can put seven past, but so can we. You know, we've got the highest scoring um, team in the league at the moment, I think, or whatever. But I mean, we're still in it. It's still a converse, It's still a story. It's still a narrative. It's still exciting. I've still got a reason to get up late and watch City play tonight. And uh, look, the pressure's all on them. Uh, we, okay, did we go and get three points? No, we didn't. But we didn't lose that game. And uh, every game that they go into, they still have to win every single game. And if they're only drawing a game, then it's, it's squeaky bomb time right up into the 90 minutes. Because if the other team score a goal, then that suddenly changes everything, right? And so I don't think... Look, it's never been in our hands. Well, it hasn't been in our hands for a while now. So sometimes you just got to take your lumps. And uh, I expected this to be our most difficult game. It was our most difficult game. Um, at the the there was a there was a moment there where it was it was looking really difficult to get back into it. But then the lads turned it on. I mean, it wasn't for a lack of trying that we that we tried to get that to get all the points there. We threw everything at them. Um, but no, I'm I'm feeling I haven't bl I'm blinked put it that way. Uh, I'm steely eyed. Uh, there's there's coldness going through my veins, and I've got my eye on the prize still. So uh, yeah, still still feeling good about the whole thing. Excellent stuff. There you good. Very good. You're channel channeling your inner python, your inner viper, your inner cobra. For the running, absolutely. Cold-blooded as anything. I like that. A great answer. I'm feeling quite similar, I have to say. Um, I mean, we'll talk about, you know, the actual game yesterday. Uh, but I think what's more important at this stage is just the general state of affairs. It's great to have Gary in the chat. Hi, Gary. He says, two points dropped yesterday, but Liverpool have to keep going. And I totally agree with that. I think it's interesting what you're saying, Brian, about pressure as well, because I think the pressure is on City because they've already royally screwed up the Champions League, which was pretty hilarious. Um, and if you need a bit of cheering up, Brian, I mean, let's just talk about that for a moment. Since the last Cop on podcast, Liverpool have qualified for the final um, and we're not playing Real Madrid. Uh, sorry, we're not playing Manchester City. We're playing Real Madrid in Paris and there's nothing more romantic than that compared to just watching Liverpool potentially lose uh, a Premier League and Champions League against Pep Guardiola's ball boring team. I mean, that would have been awful, wouldn't it? But now we've got Real Madrid in the final. I don't know. You can talk about the Champions League, go wherever you want, talk about City, talk about us, talk about the final, do it, say what you want, Ryan, but it's bound to make you happy talking about the Champions okay. League. So this is where 
Uh, I'd said just before that I was feeling a bit sorry for myself, but I still had hope. And this is where my hope comes from, because to go through what City went through against Real, um, I think, is physically and morally uh, destroying. Um, and my hope is that City, having three really difficult games this week, um, possibly more difficult than they would have been had West Ham remained in Europe. I think they now have to go trying to win games that they wouldn't have had to cared about previously. Uh, Wolves, ball like of a team for anyone to play against. Uh, Newcastle, we saw it last week, ball like of a team for us to play against. Let's see what happens. And oddly, uh, us not winning yesterday, I think, makes it more likely for City to drop points because City drop points when there's less pressure uh, on, I think. Could be wrong about that. Uh, but we'll, we'll, I live in hope for the next week, I think. Just keep all your fingers crossed. Keep rubbing that rough, lucky rabbit's foot. Now, in terms of the wider picture, I've been saying all week, I'm a big believer in football and narratives, and I had it convinced in my head because I could see the path to, to Liverpool winning the quadruple, uh, whereby Liverpool's 21-22 revenge tour concludes in Paris with us battering, hopefully. Again, fingers crossed. Rub, look at the rabbit's foot, touch wood, all that good stuff. Uh, it turns out I'm more superstitious than I thought I was. Uh, but it turns up in Paris, it ends up in Paris with us battering Madrid. Uh, having gone and put to bed City in, in the league uh, and in the FA Cup semi-final, uh, having gone to put gone, gone and put Chelsea to bed and finally beaten them this season. We've played them three times already, three draws, uh, one penalty shootout win. But I'd like to see us batter them over 90 minutes. Uh, and, and I still think it's possible. I still think it's doable. I'm still really excited about it. And that's what gives me hope. We'll see what City do in the week. We do need them to, to drop some points. Um, we, we already did, so keep the faith. Excellent answer. Um, and let's have a little look, Brian, at what, what they've got left in a little bit more detail. So today, as we're recording this, as we're live on YouTube right now, um, it's a few hours before um, they play uh, Newcastle. Um, there are some pretty bad stats, uh, I have to say, for all of their remaining games. Bad from a Liverpool point of view, Brian, because City are playing Newcastle. The last time that Newcastle won away to Manchester City was on the 30th of September 2000. Um, City have won the last five matches against Newcastle in all competitions. That's four matches in the Premier League. Um, and one in the League Cup, I think. Um, I got my notes wrong. I put one in the PL. No, I think I meant League Cup uh, or FA Cup. I can't remember. One of the cup competitions they play. So four uh, uh, from the last five matches, four in the Premier League, one in a cup competition. City have won all five. They've scored 17 goals, which is more than three a game on average. And they have conceded just three goals in those five matches. Uh, so that's pretty shitty. Uh, but on the plus side... Brian, Newcastle um, had four consecutive wins before they narrowly lost to Liverpool last week. Um, any hope in hell for the Magpies and their dodgy owners and John Joe Shelby, the Vulcan <laughs> genius, etc.? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, I mean, as uh, Ryan was saying, you can't underestimate how absolutely draining that Champions League game and, and result must have been. And you can say what you like about picking yourself up and all, but it's and Pep doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's good at that kind of element of the game when they just get absolutely have their life sucked out of them in the last 10 minutes of a game. I mean, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's a game that will never be forgotten in the annals of football history. It's such a bad defeat, possibly the worst defeat the world of football has ever seen. They just suffered. And you know, City, they can say they're not after the Champions League. They can say it's not the be-all and end-all. He can say that City were informed to win the Champions League, but they were. <laughs> and we all know they do want to win the Champions League, to join that special club of Champions League winners. And uh, and it's, you know, I think that's going to take uh, take its toll uh, on the players. And, and um, Newcastle, on their day can give you a very, very good game. Uh, it just depends. I mean, we need luck. We need to get lucky for sure. And um, and we need City to have a have a bad day. And they do have bad days from time to time. And if there was ever a time to have a bad day, it's when the, the one prize that they really, really crave has gone and, and they have no chance of winning. There's no other silverware for them to win. And they know that if they mess up once, 
then this amazing Liverpool team is still breathing down its neck. Having been 14 points behind them, you know, two or three months ago, this Liverpool team are now in every single final of every cup that they've competed for. They're in the European Cup as favourites against Real Madrid. And we're still only, you know, we're as it stands today, we're top of the league, you know. So over to you. And uh, yeah, I mean, Eddie, sorry, what's the, the, the I, I, I rate the manager over at uh, Newcastle. Um, Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a good manager. He can get it. He's getting a tune out of them. And this is pre money, right? The money hasn't come yet. And people just think, oh, the owners here. Okay, they have made some good signings, but those signings haven't played uh, a lot of football as well. Like uh, that, uh, is it the left, right back they signed? Um, the I forget his name. Uh, anyway, to answer your question, yes, I think it could happen. And if it doesn't happen tonight, Wolves, Wolves, Wolves are a good team. They can they can beat City if, if again if if things go well. So. It's still all to play for, all to watch. And the best we can hope for as a fan, as a football fan, is to be in it, just to be in it. We don't, we don't have a right to the title. We have to earn it. If City win the title, they've won it on merit. Good, good luck to them. You know, we won't talk about how how you finance your club or anything like that. But on the football pitch, fair enough. <laughs> You've won it over a season. But it's such a it's such a treat to be in the Premiership race with four games to go. And every game still matters. And, you know, we have a reason to watch the other team play. Most of the teams out there, they've got nothing to look forward to. And uh, whereas we have everything to look forward to. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, still, I'm still keeping very calm. I've got my eye on all the prizes and I want all of them. And uh, I'm still hoping we get every single. Because we, we, we have a realistic chance of becoming the most successful football team of all time for all time it'll never be repeated and that will just destroy every other fan in the league it'll be amazing talk about parties my god uh so yeah it's well yes we do still have the chance i mean i, I, I personally I, I, there was uh, someone in the chat who says where's your title gun obviously a fan of a different uh, club trying to uh so I don't know, troll us. But uh, firstly, I refuse to be trolled by someone who calls themselves I touch dead pigeons. And secondly, um, um, I don't think it's ever been our title to lose. It's only been Man City's title to lose. Um, oh, and that's my mom. Season, Let me give her a they... text message to tell her to stop doing that. Mom, come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brian's mum, stop it. Stop Brian's trying mom. to troll us. <laughs> yes, a huge City fan, of course. Uh, she doesn't care about human rights. Um, but uh, no, uh, it's, <laughs> uh, I think it's always been Man City. And, you know, if you listen back to previous po- uh, Cop on podcasts, you know, I've, I've never held more, you know, a, a really more than about, you know, 15% chance of us winning the quadruple anyway. We still probably won't, but there is a chance and there is this draining. Um, you know, element that you were talking about, Brian, hugely draining. I wouldn't go as far as to say it would be the best, uh, sorry, the worst defeat of any team uh, in Champions League history, because I, I, I think, you know, this is only one day on from uh, International Divock Day, uh, the 4-0 against Barcelona, of course. Uh, but, um, you know, it, it's it's certainly a hugely damaging defeat, uh, both physically and mentally, for uh, Manchester City. So they've got to play Wolves, as you say, on Wednesday. So Wolverhampton Wanderers, the last three games at Molyneux uh, between Wolves and Manchester City uh, have ended in one win, one draw and one loss for either team. So this one I've got high hopes for because I hope that Newcastle, even if they get tonked um, today by Manchester City, they will at least, you know, put a little bit of pressure on them, make them run a little bit. So by by the time Wednesday comes around, Wolves will be a little bit fitter. Wolves, of course, played yesterday as we're recording this. So they'll be one day fresher. They'll be Buoyed by their by their ninety seventh minute equaliser against Chelsea, here's where you know if I had some chips at the casino uh, and I was to bet on either Newcastle Wolves or Aston Villa taking um, the any points for Manchester City, I would put them all on Wolves. And if I had some chips that I had to throw at three different seagulls 
to try and shoo the seagulls away, but then the seagull will probably just eat the chips anyway. I would throw it at the Wolverhampton Wanderers seagull. Uh, Ryan, um, that's got to be our best hope. Wolves away on Wednesday? I think, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I think that and West Ham, uh, which you missed out in your little list. Um, but I wouldn't be putting all my chips in one basket, although I have previously said that I'd put them all in the Wolves basket. I would spread them out between these next three. I think if it doesn't get done, if they don't drop points in these next three, I don't see Villa getting them. I know there's a big popular narrative of, of Gerard and Coutinho teaming up and, and you know, last-minute winner for Coutinho and all that to, to handle the title. They're shite. Like, that Villa team is shite. Uh, they, I know they beat Burnley yesterday, but the, before that, they'd lost four of the previous six. Wait, uh, I, I think Wolves, I fancy Wolves to do it. If if you want a, con, uh, a narrative there, Connor Cody um, could do us a favour. I'd, lo- I'd love a, a last, another last-minute Connor Cody goal to, to see City drop points. Uh, so we, we'll keep our fingers crossed. I'm just going to predict now, in the hope of a jinx, that they, I think they're going to go and absolutely pump Newcastle. But I'd like to see Newcastle, see what happens if Newcastle you know, are still level on 45, still see see what happens if they're still level on 60, um, see how they cope with that. Because I think a, a good mentality will carry you through 60 minutes of a game, but once your legs start going, it doesn't really help much. And we'll, we'll see we'll see where, where they are. Um, but yeah, the, the hope's still there. Got to be, got to retain some hope. I think, I think it is. I think it really is because you know you mentioned West Ham. Um, I hadn't forgotten. I was just getting there. I was getting there. West Ham away oh. and Aston Villa at home from a Manchester City perspective. So West Ham away at their uh, their stadium. I can't remember what it's called. The uh, the new one, anyway. You know what I mean. Um, it, uh, they've they've I don't know they've. They've got a good record there, as they do everywhere. Um, in fact, uh, I mean, they but they lost in the League Cup on penalties. I mean, after a nil-nil draw, uh, two draws would do us. Uh, but you know, West Ham—they're out, as as was mentioned earlier, um, Ryan. By you know, they're they're out of the uh, Europa League. Um, so it'll be—I think it's their last home match of the season. They'll want to. You know, bow out with a little bit of dignity, especially after Moisey booted uh, a ball at a ball boy. I don't know if you saw that uh, very disgracefully. Uh, but did, he's a did bit you see his explanation of this? No, what did he say? He said the ball boy threw it back to me, but he threw it back a little bit short and it just sat up nice on the volley. Oh, my word. So, <laughs> of all the people to uh, say that, Davy Moyes, madman. <laughs> Well, that is quite funny in his defence, uh, but uh, a little bit psychopathic because you can't just, you know, kick balls at children's heads and uh, excuse it with it sitting up nicely. Uh, I mean, I'll try that next time I sort of, you know, chuck a crumpet at a toddler. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, Brian, you know, West Ham away, um, you know, Wolves away and then Villa at home. Uh, you know, Villa at home, just to give you the Villa record, uh, by the way. Um, sorry, sorry. The last time, sorry, West Ham United, I'm jabbering a bit, but West Ham United, the last time they beat Manchester City at home, West Ham 2, Manchester City 1, was in 2014, the 25th of October 2014, before Pep's time. Uh, since then, there's been a ton ton of Ws for Man City. And as far as Aston Villa goes, the last time Villa beat uh, Manchester City uh, in any competition was on the 28th of September 2013. Uh, so it hasn't happened for a very long time. In Villa's defence, the last two matches, they've only lost 2-1 and they've given Man City a good game. Um, do you buy into the Stevie G uh, narrative that's been circulating for a while or do you think Ryan's right and they're actually, you know, they're not very good? Yeah, well, I mean, um, no, I, 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 football is all about narratives, as Ryan says. It's that's the only reason we watch this thing, right? Because it's the stories. It's we're addicted to the stories, the drama, and all of this stuff. It's brilliant, and uh, I disagree. I think the the, the defeat that they just uh, suffered in the Champions League is the worst defeat in football history because they were City were going to the final up until the 90th minute. You know, they they were against an absolutely appalling Real Madrid side who 
yes, uh, to their credit, they never know when they're beat. Fair enough. Um, but everybody is in universal agreement. They've been they've been dog crap the whole tournament, right? And um, they didn't have a shot on goal. You, you could almost smell the champ the 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 final. They were so close to it. And then in a matter of minutes, in a matter of four minutes, they went from one full in the in the final to they're out, and then till then they went to extra time on top of that. Um, and like it, it'd be it'd be better if they went to penalties because then at least they have the excuse of well it's a coin flip, you know. Um, you know, you can win, you can lose, but they didn't even get to penalties. They got that they, they got beaten in 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 uh, in uh, standard time or extra time. So I think that's going to have a huge effect on them. And uh, the teams that you've mentioned there, yeah, Newcastle, Wolves, West Ham, Aston Villa. These are t- these are difficult games. These are difficult clubs to play against. Look, nobody expects City to lose against anybody. Period. Right? That City are expected to beat everybody every game, no matter who they're playing full stop and in the league they're expected to beat everybody except for liverpool that's it nobody else and even liverpool their fans i think they expect them to beat liverpool i think liverpool city uh is the only fixture that city fans think okay well we'll take a draw but everybody else they, they're expecting to win because liverpool are so good they know that they have to win every game and that's what we feel as well we, we there's no room for error and um but the difference between us i feel and city and is when city drop points it's usually out of the blue. It's usually against teams that you're not expecting to them. They, they've got this habit of just turning up and putting an awful performance in every now and again. That makes no sense, you know? And whereas we've been rotating our team heavily and we've been managing the squad. I've never known a squad to be managed as good as this in a whole competition. You know, it's, there's a reason why we're not getting injury, injuries. There's a reason why we're in absolutely every competition. Klopp has put on an absolute masterclass on squad selection rotation whereas pep has been playing his strongest 11 it feels to me anyway um for the last couple of months he's done a bit of uh rotation but usually when he rotates it's because of it's forced to it's injuries you know there's a couple of players broke down in that champions league final uh, um their uh right back uh, doesn't look like he's going to be back this season um you know, um, and John Stones is not pulling up any. Like he's still on the recovery if if he's if he is coming back at all. I mean, their weakness is their defense, right? Um, uh, it's so it's so leaky right now because there's so much movement. So we'll see. You know, I mean, we just take one game at a time. I I just really feel that if we'd lost that Spurs game, then that was it. It's finished. But I, because we won it, because we drew it, sorry. Um, I just think there wasn't much of a change in, in in what had to happen, right? We still had to, we still needed to be lucky. We still need City to be terrible at least one day because if City played to sixty five percent of their capacity, they'll beat everybody. <laughs> but if we get if we get the right bounce of the ball and maybe they they pick up an injury or two or whatever or something goes on, or, or DVG finally, you know, what a redemption story it would be for him uh, to kind of like, uh, his team is the team that not, that, not that he needs re- redeeming in any way, shape or form, let, understand, but you know, how cool would it be that a team managed by Stevie G on the last day of the, of the, of the league uh, um, beat City to give us, uh, you know, the title would be awesome. So I, I just, you know, watch the space, I think at the moment. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, any which way we win the title would be awesome. Um, but uh, no, I totally agree. That would be the sort of the best of all worlds, probably. Absolutely. And um, Brian, I know you've got to chip off fairly soon. So I'm going to go back to you. Uh, you mentioned that, you know, the way that we've rotated and, and fatigue. I think, yes, I agree. Definitely. We've rotated better than City have. But I think both teams are showing a lot of fatigue. I think Mo Salah, I think um, Andy Robertson, especially are two that come to mind. Trent, he he did brilliantly defensively yesterday, but it's got to be catching up with him at some point as well. Um, You know, uh, is that something that worries you in terms of our matches? You know, the the fact that we do look a little bit, uh, you know, especially Mo Salah, uh, you know, a little bit jaded. Or, or is that just in my mind? Do they don't jade it at all? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just where we're at, right? I don't think you can play this many games and win this many football games and not not have some tiredness in in the squad. 
Um, I, you know, I, I think we have to give credit to, to Spurs yesterday. They, they, they were good, uh, to be fair. Um, they were very well organized. Um, I thought they were incredibly difficult to break down. They did exactly what we thought they were going to do. They, they set back in a low block. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're the most, uh, talented low block team in the world right now right you know like like sit back there get the ball two ball two balls and suddenly song is popping it in the net right i'm not saying that that was the way how they scored the goal but that was obviously their game plan and harry kane say what you like about him he's an amazing football player so um so us having the season we've had the games the amount of games we've played the fact we're in the champions league a tough game in the champions league midweek away and everything else that was going on it's not beyond the realms that Conte could uh, come come to Liverpool and and put on a masterclass on on how to kind of shut shut the door up, you know, shut the defense up. So, um, yeah, I, I've I've lost my train of thought there. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> oh, I don't know either. Don't worry about it. It's great listening to you, though. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, no, absolutely. But but in general, I mean, yeah, you mentioned content. Oh, you were talking uh, about tiredness. Play. So you were talking about tiredness. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, Salah. No, I think Salah is just kind of um, yeah. I mean, he's kind of a little bit off the pace, a little bit. You could say that because he's 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 not he's not clinical, I suppose. Um, but you know, if Andy Robinson's tired, then Jesus, our backup. There's not much of a drop off there. In, in some ways, it's, in some areas, it's a little bit of an improvement. Some areas, not you know. So I just think we've got. I think we've got the right personnel. We've got everything in the tank to do what we need to do. And uh, you know, they don't give away these titles. You have to earn them. So and and so many times, the the most exciting ones are the ones that you win on the last day. So let's just keep going, right? Yeah, let's just keep going. You're absolutely right. Um, you, uh, it is the end of the season. It's absolutely natural for the, for us to be a bit tired. Um, but in, in terms of yesterday's match, I mean, let, let's go into it a little bit. The XG, as I said at the, the beginning, was uh, 1.05 for Liverpool and 0.98 for Tottenham. So on the X, XG terms, it was a fair result. Um, I've got the uh shots on my screen now liverpool had one two three four five six seven eight shots from inside the area and 14 from outside the area including the deflected one for the goal um tottenham had one two three four five shots from inside the area including uh songs one from the six yard line that was scored of course and three from outside the area um, when you play low block teams, Ryan, I think I was thinking about it before. I made a list of the different ways that you can beat low block teams. OK, so I've, I, I identified six different tactics that can beat them. One of them is just dribbling, as in get the ball to Lucho and watch him, you know, weave his magic. Uh, number two is with one-touch passing to get behind the defence, especially out wide, because even in low-block teams, they often have two players yesterday. So, for example, against uh, Luis Diaz, you had uh, Romero and uh, Emerson Royale. Um, but if you if you had Andy Robertson plus one more, which is what City do, they, they bring one of their midfielders to go out wide, one of their central midfielders to go out wide. Then you've got three versus two out wide. And with some one touch passing, you can get behind even a low uh, defence. Uh, and then all havoc breaks loose. Uh, uh, they lose all kinds of shape. Um, idea three is by committing players in more central areas before playing a one-two to get into the box. Difficult to do. You have to be absolutely precise. And if you lose the ball, then you're susceptible to the counter. So that can be very dangerous. Um, idea number four, late runs from midfield and having like a perfect cross to pick out that player, a la Jeannie Vijnaldum on International Devot Day that started four, uh, three years ago. Um, and idea number five is patient play. Now, this is you just keep knocking it round in a sort of horseshoe 
defensively. You try and attack down the sides, but if there's nothing on, you take a touch, you play it backwards, and you go around again, and you're moving the team from side to side, the defensive team, which they can do a lot, but if you keep doing that, then gaps will open up. Uh, Luis Diaz yesterday had 91.9% passing accuracy. He was doing that all game, if you noticed. He was pass he was uh, passing it backwards when there was nothing on, and he was trying things when, when it was on. Mo Salah had 64.5% passing accuracy because he was trying too hard to make things happen when nothing was on. Sadio Mane had 65.5% uh, passing accuracy, which is very similar to Mo Salah, and much the same for him. He's trying to make things happen when there was nothing on, which you can understand as well. Um, uh, but uh, and the last idea is to do the unexpected. So you know, you do the old Ronaldinho. You look one way and you pass it the other. You've got feints. You've got drop. You know, dropping the shoulder, drag backs, back heels, all of that. That causes havoc in a low block. But we didn't do enough of any of those things. Uh, Ryan, so even though we ended up with 22 shots, we only had three on target. And it was it was that that was most disappointing, wasn't it? It was. Um, I think so when, when you were going through those ways in which you can beat a low block, um, you, you mentioned uh, pinpoint crosses uh, a la to Gini Wijnaldum. And we actually did have a lot of that. We had... Uh, chances for Van Dijk. Uh, I think Van Dijk has a couple where he, he puts one onto the bar and, and misses one that he really should do better with. Um, I just thought we, we lacked a little bit finishing-wise. I, I would have liked to have seen Jota start this game. And, and I know he's, he's been in patchy form, um, but, but he's always in patchy form, I think. I think that's not really the thing, the, the, the stick he used to, to judge Jota by. Because uh, he can be out of a game for 89 minutes, but still pop up with a goal. Um, and if he's out of a game for 87 minutes, he can still pop up with three. Um, he's sort of mercurial like that. Um, I've seen a lot of people complaining, and, and Jürgen being one of them, about Tottenham's tactics. But I just think 18 of the twenty of the 19 other Premier League teams that we play, play that tactic. The only one that doesn't, City. We, we've got to be used to it. We've got to be, we saw it last week with Newcastle. We saw it the week before with Jordan Pickford doing all the time, wasting shit out. I hate all the time wasting at the minute in football when teams play against us. I think there should be more done about that. But in terms of the low block tactic, we should be as good as as anyone at breaking that down. There is also another tactic that you can use um, to, to beat a low block, and it's just by boring it to death. So you you play your own low block and you play half the ball because low block teams aren't used to having the ball, but it, it, it makes for a very frustrating, difficult to watch game of football. That's very interesting because um, Pep Linders in the coach's voice, many many Liverpool fans would have seen it. He he gave a tactical analysis of the Barcelona thing. Did you see it, right? I did not. So he gave it. It's really interesting. You can look it up on YouTube. He, If you look at the coach's voice, Pep Linders, he gives a tactical analysis of Liverpool for Barcelona nil, exactly how we set up. It's absolutely fascinating. It's about 28 minutes long. Um, but what he said, one of the key quotes that stood out for me was that he said, we don't change our style for anyone because we are an attacking team. And Klopp in his post-match press conference that. yesterday, he, he said, you know, um, you know, I could just couldn't set up my team in like like he did. So, but if you look at Spurs, if you know, I was listening to the Anfield rap and and when they interview interviewed a Spurs fan before, and he was saying Spurs' worst results this season, and they have been very inconsistent, but all of their bad results have been against teams who did exactly that, Ryan. Sat back. Is it worth, you know, like Liverpool changing their battle plan? Uh, for teams like Spurs to sit back, you know, like uh, Guardiola did it once against us, got a nil-nil draw uh, when Mares ballooned his penalty way over the bar. Um, so, I mean, you know, just in, in extremely occasionally once a season, would you would you like to see us do it, or would you like to see us just better at breaking them down? I think I'd just like to see us be better at breaking them down if I'm, if I'm really honest with myself. Now you've asked the question, I hadn't even thought about it, whether I'd like to see us try and do that. Um, no, I think it's a slippery slope. I think if you, you, you go back to the two-all draw with City and even the FA Cup win against City. Um, one of the things that, that 
I know he's not the biggest. Uh, I know I know not everyone who watches this podcast is the biggest fan of him. But Gary Neville was giving both teams a lot of credit for for the high line that they have and and how brave they both were in order to in in staying true to the the way they play. I think when you start going well, we'll, we'll just drop off in this one game. It, it becomes a lot easier to then go, especially if it works. Well, we'll just drop off in this other game as well, and before long you're not as great as you once were at the things that made you great. Yeah, it's a very good point. Absolutely. Um, Gary Richards in the chat is saying we should attack more in wide areas. Yeah, I mean, that, that could work. We could learn a, a trick or two from from City in that respect. You know, the one-touch passing they do out wide to get behind. Uh, you know, you've seen it millions line. of times, haven't you? Get to the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, get to the, get to the goal line and, and drag it, then drag it back. Um, they do that, uh, you know, time and time again. Uh, Dave from Dave's LFC Chats is here. Hello, Dave. Lovely to have you with us. He Hello, says, Dave. we go again, Reds. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, but in that, I mean, you know, in, I don't think we will change. I think you're right. I think it is a slippery slope, right? And we, sh- we will stay true to our attacking principles. And if it doesn't work, at least we've tried to play the beautiful game in a beautiful way. Uh, and there's something something wonderful and, and poetic about that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of in terms of like the actual chances Spurs had, Spurs could have won that match. To be fair, I mean, they 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 did have some some cracking opportunities um, because of the way we play. Uh, for example, with the Son goal, a couple of mistakes. I mean, any goal you can point at the mistakes. I don't want anyone to think that I'm you know complaining too much. But that high ball that came out of their defence, Virgil did chose not to attack the ball. Which which was a mistake. Um, it led to a lot of space for for Kane, and then um, you know he found Cessignon, who was as free as a flasher's genitals, uh, because Robbo had had chased uh, chased back, um, and uh, he chased Son back, and then uh, Robbo, of course, he he went a little bit too far, so that they weren't. Uh, off offside and, and and it was all a bit of a the defensive line was a mistake but in terms of those kind of attacks on the break when we play teams like Real Madrid with the very speedy very dangerous Vinny uh, out on the left um it is very brave we're going to have to be a lot a lot better in the running at, at sort of you know, dealing with that kind of thing. I don't know. I, is that something that, that worries you? I mean, Dave's saying he had a he had a nightmare that uh, you know we were Manchester United last night. Oh, thank God! Thank God that's not true, Dave. I mean, you know, losing four 0 to Brighton. What? What? Uh, but uh, I don't know, um, Ryan. What do you have in nightmares? Are you having nightmares, or are you just sort of you know? You're dealing with the disappointment of yesterday, but you're you're gearing up and revving up for the for the final push. So I think one of the really good things uh, at the minute is that our next game is Southampton, is it not? Um, and Southampton are possibly the team that I would like to play most uh, because they play in a way that you know they're, they're going to try and come at you, they're going to try and press high, but they lack the quality that we've got. We owe them from last season, so there's a little bit of revenge in the air. On that one, but that's not our next game. Sorry, that's it. our next is it game not? is Villa away. We've got Villa away on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, just in, in 48 hours, which is going to be very difficult, actually. I've Villa made away, a that's self on national. No, 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 uh, it's okay. Matter. It's easy so, because we're one game at a time, Reds. It's okay. Carry it is, it is, um, it, is, it is very much a case of one game at a time. And I think if we'd had a week to sit on this and be like, oh, you know, we're so shit against low block sides and then we have to come up against Chelsea in a cup final, I think that that would be a little bit more worrying. I think it might get into the players' heads a bit more, might get into my head a bit more more uh, accurately. Um, but the fact that we've got another game so soon, uh, you know, the best thing to do when you fall off the horse is get back on it kind of mentality there. Um, and, and we can very quickly put this game to bed by going out and spanking Villa. Uh, and again, you know, I think we could do it going and beating Villa. I think we owe them a, a bit of a beating for the 7-2. Um, now, um, hopefully, you know, talking about football narratives coming up against Gerard and Coutinho, they're just playing like I used to at Football Manager when I was a kid, of just putting everyone out on the wide, or wide and everyone in the wrong position and the keeper playing left wing uh, and, and, you, and all that good stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, good idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's, I, I just... <laughs> We'll be all right against Villa, I think. Um, 
it's it's I think coming up against Chelsea at a time when they're in poor form, uh, hopefully gives us the chance to exercise some demons and go and beat a low block team. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what Villa's tactics are at the minute. I don't know if they're, they're a progressive ball carrying side or if they're a low block team. I'm not sure they know, to be honest. Having seen no, quite sure a few they of their matches, they've they've uh, they've 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 lost they lost four in a row. Okay, let's just talk about the Villa game. They lost four yeah. in a row. They lost to West Ham, uh, Arsenal, Wolves, and Tottenham. They lost to, to Tottenham four nil at home, uh, and then uh, they drew with Leicester, uh, and then they beat Norwich and Burnley. Uh, but they're not in great form. I mean, two wins coming coming off the back of two wins. Their confidence will be high, and confidence makes a lot of difference. But I do see us being too strong for them. Uh, talking about rotation, I think uh, Matty Cash at right back has played pretty much every game this season, uh, if not definitely every game this season. So him coming up against Lucho um, or whoever we play on the left might be might be a problem for them. Um, but uh, yeah, talk about Villa away. I mean, would you? Because we got the we got the cup final next, uh, um, and then Southampton away, and then Wolves at home, and then Paris. As Dave said, it's a hell of a run in. We've got to be fortunate. I mean, it gives you sort of goosebumps when you think about how how brilliant mm. it's going to be. Uh, but um, yeah, just uh, sticking with with Villa away, uh, the one game at a time. Reds, you've got to rotate, no, just to save a few legs. You know, is this a game for Gomez? Yeah. Is this a game for you know to to take Tiago out, play, you know, play play Cater instead of Tiago, bring someone like Curtis Jones in, you know? What are, what are you doing? Choose a team, not that you think Klopp would choose, but pick a but team that, that you would choose. Ali in goal, Simicus left back, mm-hmm. uh, still Van Dijk, still Canate. Because I'm, I'm sort of picking a team for Chelsea and working my way back from there. And I want Mata playing in the cup final. Um, okay. would you, would I'll leave you, the right, I'll leave the right back slot the... open uh, for now. What do you mean? You... <laughs> I, I, I just can't figure out what, whether I play Gomez or Trent. Um, midfield. We can go through this together, Gomez or, or Trent. You see, I would pick Gomez... Because it, I pick Trent if we need him, but uh, Gomez has has the pace to deal with. Who have they got on left wing? Let's let's think out loud. Now. Yes, okay, yeah, Coutinho. See the Coutinho or Ollie okay. Watkins, depending on their formation. But yes, um, okay, tricky players. Uh huh. Yeah, both good players. Um, I think I'd still pick Trent. I don't like resting both fullbacks at the same time. I think it takes too much away from our game, uh, being my thinking there. Um, midfield three, I definitely start Cater. I wouldn't start Thiago in this. Um, I think I play Fabinho, Cater, and Jones. Um, I know Hendo comes off yesterday, but um, I'd rather play him against Chelsea and, and have him be as fit as possible for that game. Um, okay. Whereas I think makes sense. Fabinho, Cater, and Jones is still a midfield that's better than Villa's midfield, but it might not be better than Chelsea's midfield if you get me. And then up front, uh, Jota. If Bobby's back, Bobby. If he's not, then Divock. And uh, yeah, I think Mo needs a rest, but I think he doesn't need like a games rest. I think he needs two weeks on a beach. Uh, with with a, a lovely drink and a coconut doesn't not necessarily an alcoholic drink because Mo doesn't drink but just a coconut it's delightful. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, we would appreciate that, yeah. But we don't have two weeks. We don't have two weeks, so Mo plays every minute of every game because uh, he's capable okay. even even when he's knackered of of conjuring something out of nothing. Plus, he's the kind of player that you can't tell he isn't playing. You can't tell him because he'll, he'll just be like, "I am shut up." What do you moan? See, I want to moan. Yeah, but you see, I don't know. I don't know if 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 we can take that argument in because lots of people have said that about about Mo Salah. But my problem with that is that it's not. It shouldn't be up to him. It shouldn't be up to any player. It should be up to the manager whether he wants to to, to pick a player or not. Even if he throws a strop, stroppy Mo is is also dangerous Mo. Maybe that's even extra this dangerous Mo. So the argument is you take him out for Tuesday and you save him for the cup final. And we we, we, we trust that, you know, let's say uh, Jota, you're saying Jota on the left, Divock or Bobby in the middle. And on the right, you'd have maybe Mane because he's good on the right. 
I think that's good enough to beat Villa. I think it is. And then we've got. I'm not Diaz sure Mane. I'm not sure Mane can. I'm sure he can still do it. I'm not sure he want to still go and and play on the right. I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm unnecessarily giving myself stuff to worry about, but I, I think he just. If you're asking him to go from playing left wing, left wing to playing centre forward to then playing right wing, it, it's. A, I think he's always been a little bit prickly about his status within the game and just wants to be considered as the man or as close to the man as possible. And if you're asking him to just be a utility player, I don't think he'd like that. The other thing about Mo, even if he's not fully fit, he still like he still occupies teams like he is. So like teams still double yeah. up and travel up on him like he's fully fit because if you don't, he'll still score past you. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas if you go, okay, well, we're going to rest him. And I think the next best right wing option that we've got is probably Taki. Or Ox. Um, and I, I don't think either one of those occupied teams mentally in the same way that even a, a 50% fit Mo Salah does. And they'd be coming in cold as well. I mean, Taki I really like, but we haven't seen him for ages, even though no. he's, that, he's got, I think, nine goals in, in 12 appearances or something ridiculous this season. He's been amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I, can't, I can't see Taki or... or Chamberlain, but um, for Mane, I would, I would take, I would take a, that gamble that he can still do it because then you've got the break glass options, you know, Diaz and Salah on the bench, you know, Thiago on the bench. Uh, I like the midfield. I agree with you with midfield. I think um, Fabinho, Cater, and Jones would be would be good. They'd be very good against against a team like Villa. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's all. It's all. It's all very difficult choices. Uh, but yeah, I, I would definitely, you know, rest Trent. I would rest both fullbacks. I would rest Mo. I'd rest Diaz. I'd rest Thiago. I'd, I'd rest all of them against Villa. But of course, uh, you know, everyone's going to have different. Still a game that needs winning, though. Like, if this wasn't, if there wasn't so much on the line, I'd be, I'd be all about it. I'd be like, okay, let's play the kids, or, or let. I'd, I'd be resting Van Dijk and, and uh, absolutely rest Mo and I'd, I'd take Fabinho out as well and play Milner. But because there's still so much on the line, I think we still need to put out a team that can not just beat, but should beat Villa quite comfortably. I think if you take too many out, and I think I've already taken too many out. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a decent point. It's a, it is a decent point. Although when we've seen heavily rotated teams recently we've still come away with the win and i think this is you know this has been a season of getting the job done i mean especially this year not the first half of the season until january wasn't wasn't the best from liverpool but uh, since january we've been absolutely stonkingly good um and I, I, I just getting the job done and i, I yeah i mean it's something that we could deb- debate all day uh, but uh, you know it's it's okay to have different opinions on this gary in the chat says uh, Manny, Salah and Diaz should be up top for the rest of the season uh, because two out of those three won't be going to the World Cup. But yeah, remember the World Cup's not until December, Gary. But uh, yeah, it's it's something that, you know, lots of people would, would say that, that may, me included, saying that that is our first choice front three now. Um, and you could, yeah, I mean, but Bobby, we miss Bobby though. I don't know. I think I we've know. really been missing um, Bobby in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, I I heard a rumor that he's got gout, which is uh, an unusual thing to have as a thirty-year-old. Really uh, but I don't know if it's just a rumor. But apparently, it's some kind of problem with his foot. So hopefully, he's. Uh, it's not like because uh, I looked up the symptoms of gout, having having heard the uh, the rumor, and uh, it's like a sort of arthritis sort of thing that you know. Um, Harry Kuehl had arthritis, which is why he never, ever got back to his best, having joined us from Leeds, where he'd, he'd had his best years. And, you know, this kind of arthritis thing, it does see it, it, the players degrade over time. So fingers crossed that's not what uh, Bobby's got, because, yeah, we've missed him. We have really missed him. Um, but, uh, yeah, OK, so, um, you know, it's... I don't know. It's all to play for. It's all to play for. But, you know, if you give me a choice, I mean, well, you don't have to make a choice, but I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather beat Chelsea than, than Villa. 
uh, would you rather beat Chelsea than Villa and, and get a cup in the bag? Or would you, you know, like, you know, like to see us lose out on the FA Cup, but still be right in the, in the hunt for the Premier League? What do you reckon? Can I answer this question later today after the Newcastle game? <laughs> yeah, good, good point. It will change everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I think, yeah, I think I'd rather beat Chelsea than Villa uh, at the minute. But um, there's a possibility we could draw with Chelsea and still win the cup again. I'll be keen for that. That's on the table. I'll take that. Uh, Extra time, though. I don't know. <laughs> Look, if we get the trophies in the cabinet, I'm fine with it. Um, okay. Yeah, true. True. But uh, yeah, no, it's tough ones, isn't it? They're tough, tough decisions all around. And uh, but you know, we got we got to look on the bright side. I mean, the actual matches we have left are. You know, absolutely stonking, aren't they? God, sorry. Two last sorry. points that, that I wanted to yeah. say. Uh, uh-huh. The first one being that we mentioned the teams that City will play left this season. So Newcastle, uh-huh. uh, Rainfart, Wolves, uh, West Ham, and Villa. Now, it only takes yeah. City to get a man sent off in the first 10 minutes of any of those games to completely change the script. Uh, so if you do think that it's over, it's not. Uh, and then the other thing to say about those teams is that all four, mm, okay, three of those four are the best I've ever seen those teams be. No, best in 20 years. Uh, so Newcastle, best team, best Newcastle team since the early 2000s, late 90s. Uh, Wolves, Agreed. best yeah. Wolves team I've ever seen. Um, yeah. Covered, I'm showing my age a bit there. Um, <clears throat> Villa, best team since Martin O'Neill was there. That's some time ago. Um, and Newcastle uh, and West Ham, best West Ham team I've ever seen. So, uh, you you were saying like the whichever team it was hasn't won in a million years against them. Well, they've never had a team this good, and now they do. So let's see what happens. I love it. I love it. I love it. And in terms <laughs> in terms of our remaining fixtures, then uh, yeah, Villa away on Tuesday, then Chelsea in the FA Cup final, then Southampton away. Wolves at home, which would be very difficult. Anyone playing will, Wolves under Bruno Lage, I mean, he's a he's a really canny manager. He is. Um, that's going to be very difficult. Uh, I, I think they've unearthed an absolute gem of a keeper as well in, in Jose Sarr. Um, top of the league for save percentage. Did you know that? Still. 84% or something. Yeah, yeah, Unreal. Still top of the league. Unreal. Yeah. Absolute gem yeah. of a keeper. Uh, and mm-hmm. it is to open. He has an absolute blinder against them and not against us. Uh, well, yeah, exactly, exactly. They might be on the beach. That's the only thing. They might be, uh, you know, in the Elgarth already. Uh, well, judging from the performance the yesterday, they've still got some gumption about them. They uh, have. They might, but when it comes they might to the be last, on that final the game of the season. Game. I'm hoping they've got themselves on the beach then. Yeah, I mean, because they're still in the hunt. They're eighth position, two points behind seventh so they're, they're playing for a european spot you know with the champ um the conference league and the europa league i'm not even sure who qualifies for what these days but uh yeah they are still playing for, for things but uh maybe by the end of the season maybe hopefully they'll they'll give us a bit of a break surely liverpool deserve a bit of the bit of a break uh but then you know the last game of the season is liverpool real madrid in the final and you know just just looking forward to these games i mean let's just look forward to them i mean in, yep. in many respects that there's no pressure i mean each game is a final but in many respects there is no pressure because we're not expected to win the Premier League, uh, City are, and so we can just play with as much freedom as our energy levels will allow us. Uh, the FA Cup final is an FA Cup final. You just have to try and enjoy it, go there and win it. Maybe you don't even enjoy the game so much because finals are often very turgid affairs, especially when Tommy T is involved. Uh, but, you know, we can just enjoy it as much as we can because it should be a sunny day out. It often is in London. Beautiful uh, beautiful day, great atmosphere, and we've got as good as good a chance as anyone to, to beat Chelsea. And then, you know, the, the rest of the league after that, Southampton and Wolves, and then Real Madrid in Paris 
it's just so beautiful, isn't it, that we, we, we've got this run in. I mean, look at, you know, compare, we could be in Manchester United shoes, you know what I mean? We were under Hodge, Hodgson and, you know, we almost went to administration. We had it worse than they did. So we yep. know what it's like to be to be in the doldrums, you know, to lose 6-1 to Stoke. They lost 4-0 uh. to Brighton. And, you know, it's we know that pain, really, don't we? Uh, so, you know, we've got to thank our lucky stars and you know, it's it's uh, it's it, it is still absolutely marvelous. We didn't even lose yesterday, and uh, you know, no. it's it's we we can't we can't dwell on dropped points. We have to keep going, uh, and you know, we we just you know never going to stop, as the song says. Thank you very much, Ryan. Is there anything you would like to add? You know, the, the a positive way to end. Has it helped? To, to talk about uh, our, I do feel uh, better uh, so thank you mm-hmm. and thank, thank you to anyone who, who joined us today for listening um, if you are going to games make sure you're in full voice make sure you give us uh, give these Reds a big old sing and a shout because it's it's not going to be this good forever it's never been this good for me I don't know if it's been this good for you uh, to, to you Owen or to anyone listening at home but appreciate it while you can uh, and let's make some noise you're absolutely right. I want everybody to be as hoarse as Madge Bishop, screaming for Harold on those on those rocks. Uh, and right back um, the big thank you very much. <laughs> exactly. We have to we have to we have to wrap this up where we started. So thank you very much, uh, Ryan. It's been it's been a total pleasure. And thank you to Brian who had to shoot off because he had a dinner engagement. People coming over for dinner. I hope he's, he's chowing down on some beautiful nosh. Thank you so much to everybody who's joined us today. We've had Tony and Gary and Dave and Doug from the Dugout channel. He was there. And Alan, of course. Hello again to Sarah. And, uh, you know, everybody who's joined us has been a, a total pleasure. And uh, thank you to all the listeners uh, you know, wherever you are, whoever you are across the world. Uh, we know that people across the world listen to Cop On Podcasts, and that's so exciting. Hello to Nick, who got in touch, who's a window cleaner um, in in America, who l- likes listening to Cop On. Uh, hello. Thanks for getting in touch. Coponpodcast at gmail.com. All of you are absolutely, uh, you know, cherished as listeners and the aides in the chat. Hello, Aid as well. He says, thanks guys. Enjoyed the chat. Uh, excellent. Me too. I've enjoyed it. We'll see you very soon. This is cop on podcast. You'll never walk alone. See you soon guys. Speak to you soon.